And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm joined as usual by Yujita and Coach. Ah, big news for the Carolina Panthers this morning. Hey Christian McCaffrey really? has been traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a bunch of picks. Um, My goodness. I don't know how to feel about this, guys. This It's a big one. It's a big one. Feel good. Uh, feel good. It's reminiscent of when Luke Keekley left the uh, the team. I'm wearing the Luke Keekley jersey right now. Yeah. My favorite all-time player of, of the Panthers. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey, I think, again, it's, it's mixed feelings on this uh, particular trade. Um, we never used him well. He's supposed to be... I mean, I saw a tweet that summarized this really well. I mean, he's supposed to be a contributor to the team and not the team. And we just put all that pressure on him. He was injured a lot of the time. When he wasn't, he was fantastic. Um, the picks that we got for him, I think, are great. And I guess this marks the official beginning of a total rebuild. Uh, you oh, Philadelphia the, Eagles the, know what that feels like. Uh, the beginning of the end of crap in yeah, Carolina. Yeah, I hope hopefully. so. I hope so. I mean, if we end up in the uh, as the first pick of the, of the draft uh, with all of the picks that we have now, there's potential for us to start turning things around. Um, Positive. Yeah, we lost Robbie Anderson uh, last week in a trade to uh, to Arizona, and I think that yeah. was also it wasn't handled very well uh, by the. He was on staff. this uh, yeah. this morning on Thursday night game. Yeah, yeah, and I, we lost all leverage. We could have gotten a lot more value for him, uh, but yeah, I guess it's uh, it's the beginning of the uh, of the end of crap, like you said, Eugita. Anyways, uh, coach, what are, what are your reactions? Well, I also know how you feel because the Texans are in year 11 of a rebuild. <laughs> um, so uh, I felt the same kind of when J.J. Watt and Hopkins left. Right. Um, good for them doing him a solid, trading him to a contender. Um, so, so that's respectful. I don't know how much of a big a difference it'll make for the Niners. We'll talk about that maybe another week. But right. um, I thought it was a good, positive move for Carolina. I think you, you've got some obvious trade value when you're in complete rebuild. Um, he's just he's a great player when he's healthy. Um, he but as you said it right, he's not the whole team. And um, we've, we've, we've got to have a quarterback in Carolina that can be that person, yeah. not a running back. So um, I, I, I wish him good luck. I'm, I'm a fan of his. I'll root for him. Absolutely. And I think the 49ers have a team there that uh... – has the potential to quietly make a well, good I, playoff run, right? I think it was strategic. If you look at what they've been doing on the running game, it's, it's pretty sad. Even last week, yeah. Debo Samuels did almost nothing. And uh, you can't rely on that Jimmy G arm for long. So I think right. it was pretty strategic. They need a running game. You know, they, they, they've got, they've got the, um, you know, a, a lot of injuries on the defensive side. Uh, but I think now the pieces are coming together on the offensive side. So watch out. I mean, I think the 49ers will do. I, I really wish the best for Christian McCaffrey. He was always a team player. He gave his all for the for the team. And uh, yeah, wish him all the best. Hope all he right. stays healthy. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. Um, let's switch topics now here. Uh, just going back to, to, to last week. Uh, rush hour seems to be over. And the highway was clear for the Philadelphia Eagles to fly straight through um 
it's, it's, it's been really tough for me and my predictions and my team and, and pretty much everything related to football this year is not, has not looked good. Uh, we'll talk about the pick six in a bit, but Yujita, 6-0 going into a bye week. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I hope you didn't have to pay for the brass cojones that you got coming back on the show after what you said last week. Yeah, there was <laughs> no way the Eagles were going to go 6-0. and Yeah, that defense was going to bust it. Look, I mean, this was this was pretty much the biggest test on offense with the with the opponent defense, and they, they played it really well. I mean, Parsons was uh, option read optioned out. I don't think any other team in the league does the RPO better than the Eagles at right. the moment. Yeah, the run game's there, the pass game is. I mean, Hurts, look at how far he's come, and he's taken this twenty ninth last year, twenty ninth league on passing to about seventh this year. Um, and you know, and then when you needed a good run drive, that's what they did. When when the when they when the Cowboys were kind of coming back right. in the second quarter, they did a 13 play drive which had 11 runs with a pass touchdown. So he can mix it up, and he's looking really good. Um, so there are one thing about this game is 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 momentum, right? Once you have that momentum and you keep going, it. it it's it's amazing. Do you think that like the bye week is at a bad time for the Eagles? Will it, will yeah, it disrupt I the mean, momentum yeah. that you have? You hate to have these bye weeks come through when they're really on a good, uh, you know, while the going is good. Yeah. But look, looking at the Eagles' schedule that's coming up, we got you know Texans and the likes. So I don't, <laughs> uh, you know, that, I, honestly, I did not think of coach when I said that. It was right. you know, I just said it. Texans as a team. Uh, yeah, looking at the schedule, I mean, uh, if I was a hardcore Eagles fan, I'd say we go all the way. I mean, we might lay an egg here and there, right. but I don't see anyone other than maybe, I don't know, if Green Bay gets their act together, we might have it tough in the Saints. I don't know, but it doesn't look, t- I'm not worried. They need a break. You know, they need a break. Had, they've done a lot in six weeks, so they need a break. So, yeah. Coach, in your experience as well, what happens when, when a team is just winning, winning, winning consistently? Uh, you know, do you do you would you rather kind of them lay an egg somewhere near the end of the regular season uh, and and really learn from that, or do you just hope that you keep winning throughout? Because sometimes we've seen teams like I remember a few years ago the Arizona Cardinals. They were nine and one to start the season, and then they fizzled out really quickly and 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 got knocked out in the first round in the playoffs. So. How, how do coaches keep that kind of push that momentum going? Well, you you never want to lay an egg anytime, but you, you sometimes know it's coming, right? And so uh, momentum is a big thing. I, I was always a fan of having open date or in this case, bye week early in the season. Because um, I just felt like then once you got on a roll, the momentum was easier to carry through. We were pretty fortunate. A lot of the teams I coached on, we were good. Right. And so that momentum could build up into the right. playoffs. Um, I feel that same way about Philly. I think this is a good time for their bye week. You know, you're six and oh, but at the same time, it's the NFL. Right. Um, and so everyone's bumped and bumped and bruised. And um, Philly doesn't have any big injuries, but they do have a few, especially on the offensive line. Um, that can Lane and Mylata, yeah. 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 I thought, I, I really thought the offensive game plan against Dallas was my might have been one of the best I've seen by Philly all year. Um, as they said, they RPO'd, you know, that some of those really good defensive people out. Canceled out uh, Micah Parsons a lot of the time, right? Yeah, and just made him a guesser instead of a player, 
Yeah. Uh, I really, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know that the Giants are for real, but they still got to do that. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't skip over the Cowboys the second time. Um, even though I'm not a Cowboys fan, everyone knows I wouldn't skip them. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't think Green Bay has it. We'll talk about that, I think, here shortly. But uh, I, I always liked our bye week early in the season and had the momentum going. Um, but some people tell me in the NFL it's better to have it toward the end of the season because that's when you have more injuries. But yeah. at the same time, 6-0 and is 6-0. and You can't argue that. Yeah. Now, Dak Prescott comes back this week against the Lions. Um, Coach, do you think from – from the quarterback's perspective, is he under more pressure now that Cooper Rush actually kept the boat afloat and actually did really well and that he has to come and continue that momentum? Or would he have been under a lot more pressure had they been losing like everybody would have expected Cooper Rush to do on the center and he has to come back and turn things around? Where, where is what, What's more? I think maybe you answered your question right there saying, you know, he doesn't have to try to do more because Cooper Rush kept the boat afloat. Yeah. Um, I think it also was useful for Dallas during the Cooper Rush time to find their running game again and recognize, listen, our new offensive line and some of those holes that we've plugged with journeyman linemen, um, they're not great pass protection or they maybe they don't understand it exactly, um, but they can run the ball or they can run block. Yeah. And I think they figured that out um, in a few of those games. Even against Philly, they ran the ball decent. They didn't run it great. Um, but they ran it decent enough to just make you second guess. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I think much less pressure on him. Um, had they gone, as many of us predicted, me included, one and three, one and four, one and five during that span, right. um, I think there would have been a ton of pressure on him to come back and um, perform. So I think this eases it up a bit. Be interested to see. I, I don't ever like to sleep on Detroit because I like them. I, I like their head coach a lot. I root yeah. for them. Um, especially coming out of hard knocks, but we'll see. Um, I, I, I hope it's a close game. I'm afraid it won't be. Let's see. Let's see. I think the NFC is still wide open for this uh, season. We, we don't have any like clear standouts yet. Uh, now let's move over to another story that uh, from last week that kind of put a smile on my face. Uh, you have the Packers losing to the Jets at Lambeau Field. And uh, I remembered Mark, uh, our friend here, rest in peace. Uh, he would have loved that, you know, to see Brees Hall do a Lambo leap in Lambo Field. He found a he found a few Jets fans and jumped there. Uh, it was, uh, and then you had Sauce Gardner at the end of the oh, game walking with a cheese baby. hand. Yes. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. And and Aaron Rodgers seems to be struggling. Um, but before we talk about the Packers, um, the Jets are right behind the Bills. Had the Bills lost to to Kansas City, the Jets would, would be leading the division. And you've got, you know, Quinn and Williams, you've got Sauce Gardner. There's some a coached-up defense there, and it seems like Rob Sala has unlocked the defense of, of, of the Jets. Yujita, uh, that has to be one of the biggest surprises of the season so far, how well the Jets have been playing. Even with a, with a mediocre quarterback, he hasn't done really well. I think he passed for 110 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're right. He didn't have to do much. You're right. He did 110 yards, but um, they have a really good run game going. And look at the way this Quinn Williams, I mean, he was all over Rodgers. I mean, that defense really took Rodgers apart. And yeah, and they do have probably the best cornerback working in tandem. The guys you mentioned, Reed and uh, the other guy, I forgot his name. Um, Sauce yeah, Gardner, they, yeah. For, yeah, so Sauce, is that his real name? Sauce yeah, Gardner? Uh, all right. His yeah, nickname, yeah. I, I can't remember what his actual name is. It's like 
I wouldn't sure be surprised. I think his first name is Don't Sleep With. No, you know. The, <laughs> the gardener. Yeah. The, the, the uh, funny thing is that, you know, the, the Key and Peel uh, sketch is no longer funny because it has actually materialized into real. reality. You know? It's real. <laughs> the squariest green. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think the, the Jets, the main thing about the Jets is look how they rally. You know, right. it, it's, it's a team that you got to play all four quarters. They rallied, I think, against Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You know, it was all fourth quarter rallies. So they, they don't give up. And that's kind of key in the NFL right now. You know, play play hard, play all four quarters hard, and and that's what take part of a team like Green Bay. And, and yeah, Rob, Rob Salas calling them the baby Jets. I think that's going to catch on now. Uh, they're a young team. Uh, they've got a lot of potential. Uh, the future looks bright there. Uh, Coach, let, let, me, let me flip over to the to the Green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers said something that's very strange. Right, he in the press conference after the game. He said that they need to simplify things on offense. I mean, looking at that game, you're off. You were figured out on offense. You've simplified it to the point where the Jets knew exactly what you were going to do. Um, Matt Lafleur, after that, was asked about Aaron Rodgers' comments, and he said he doesn't know what that means. When you have a, a quarterback with the greatness status of, of Aaron Rodgers, surely you have to be kind of rallying to complicate things a bit more rather than to simplify them for the, for the offense. What, what was your take on those, on those comments? I was pretty shocked actually. Um, I, I was a uh, one who picked green Bay in the beginning of the season. And we, we all, a lot we of all us did. Yeah. 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 A lot of us said, you know, he'll figure it out. He's magical at the quarterback position. He'll get those receivers in the right spot. Um, and what we figured out actually and identified is he's not that type of quarterback. He's not a coach him up guy. He's right. not a skill after practice, go here, look here, this type shoulder, this type shoulder. When you run the stick and the guys on the inside always look to the outside or inside to the – or just outside the hash, not to the sideline. So right. um, I find it interesting that he's saying that publicly. Yeah. Uh, that tells me that there is trouble in the ranks. Yeah. Um, and he, he's never one to me – even though he seems to be a team player, I, I, I always question and always have. Actually. There's always there's always been questions around that for sure. Right. Yeah. Is, is he? Um, and for him to say, come out and say, well, the coach needs to simplify the offense. Right. Right. Well, where the hell have you been for two or three weeks? Why didn't you say that three weeks ago when when you got your nose handed to you a couple of times? So, so yeah, I'm just um, checking now what their record is. They're three and three and Minnesota Vikings are five and one. So there is actually a legitimate kind of danger of them missing out on the playoffs if this continues potentially um i i don't care <laughs> you know shout out to darla sorry we don't care about the packers but uh you know i, I it does not hurt my made that clear for a player yeah. like that with that big <clears throat> ego um i think i heard one of us say not too long ago maybe he wants to be um back on whatever his at name mcafee is. show at mcafee show right yeah. so he can bleed his heart and explain what simplify means like he did back of what, what injection means or um whatever it is <laughs> no, what he, is, he, is. He, he was on the joe rogan podcast before the season and talking about his experience with psychedelics and all of that so the means yeah. right now whenever they lose like dude are you really high during this whole thing like you such a question <laughs> maybe maybe he needs to go find a sweat yeah. no, or no. Yeah. right and, and I, I, it out I, th I think he's trying to keep it too simple, right? I mean, if you look at his record right now, it's, he's doing about 6.7 yards per game. And, you know, uh, I think in the Giants game in London, they tried like 20 deep passes and completed four. And he's intercepted only like two or three times all season because right. he's playing safe. 
Yeah. That's what it is. I didn't watch the whole game, um, but what what Eric, what the few plays that I did watch that were talking about the Jets defense, his first look was almost the outlet look as we know it, right? Yeah. So it's almost like one, two, three, look straight, straight to the outlet. Um, it's no progression at all. I find yeah. that interesting and and almost no as he's serving the defense, no play call changes which he has the opportunity and smarts to do. I just find that very interesting that he's not doing any play call changes as he monitors the defense and it's one look throw out. So, yeah, but um, did you, do you think that, okay, we saw in KC what they did without Hill. Does this say that Aaron Rodgers needs a Devontae Adams in there no matter what to look good? And I think that Devontae Adams comes in the shape of Odell Beckham Jr. I think that we, we talked about that we'll a few see episodes that next ago. Week, yeah, yeah we, we, we spoke about that a few episodes ago. This seems to be the opportune times to go out and get someone like Odell to kind of help them out. Um, but if they end up doing that and, 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 and not improving, I think this exposes Aaron Rodgers going forward. I mean, are we seeing a, a sharp decline in his uh, in his? Form? I could see them letting him what a restricted free agent after this season. Yeah. Um, and have the ability to match an offer sheet, I think they will just say, Adios. no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're good. Now, um, another person that's not been having a lot of fun this season, uh, he came back just to have fun. It's uh, Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 18-20. to 20. Um, And to kind of just rub salt on the wound, it wasn't even by Kenny Pickett. It was by Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Again, another thing that would have made Mark uh, smile. Uh, (laughs) He's a legend, Mitch Trubisky. I I just want to kind of go back because a couple of episodes ago, I called Kenny Pickett. uh, Was it Uh, George George Pickens? Pickens. George Pickens for the whole episode. He's he's also he's a wide receiver with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I had him on my mind because he was a... uh, uh, in, on my fantasy team and the young man although he's a, a rookie he's been scoring a lot of points for me so no it's it's Kenny Pickett who throws a lot of pick sixes so don't pick Pickett for your pickums because you'll lose so uh I think this is that's wow. it I just put a tongue I mean, twister here I've redeemed myself it's done you know that's impressive clap yourself clap impressive even my yeah. mental math skills couldn't keep up beautiful beautiful English is my second language. Did I mention that as well? Anyways, let's talk about the game. So Trubisky beats uh, Brady. Uh, Pittsburgh had Trubisky on the center, but it's who they didn't have. That was also kind of the highlight here. TJ Watt wasn't there. Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't there. Akila Witherspoon wasn't there. Uh, Cam Sutton, Levi Wallace, no secondary whatsoever. Tom Brady with- wasn't there. It's again, yeah. I mean, Tom Tom Brady wasn't there, so it was. It's it's really it's really weird that you know with a team that's missing so many pieces on defense that Tom Brady was not able to dissect them and figure them out. So, what do you think, coach? Is this the Giselle effect? Is it uh, is is Tom Brady not in the right frame of mind? Uh, is it possible we finally found his kryptonite and it's named just Giselle? Giselle uh, or, or Trubisky. I don't know. Uh, no, definitely not Trubisky. That's, that's going too far. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was uh, Roethlisberger who made the comment, um, the pit, former Pittsburgh quarterback saying, it's the first time I've ever watched Tom Brady not look like he's having fun on the football field. Yeah. yeah? And we've talked a lot about him coming back, wanting to do one more run. And he's always having fun on the field and, and, I agree. Um, I, 
I've I've seen him have tirades before, yeah. um, but not in that nasty type tone that we saw with that one. So, yeah. um, if you look back at some of that, it doesn't look like he's having fun. It doesn't look like he's what do we say invested. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to listen to his podcast that generally comes out on Wednesday with Jim Gray. Yeah. I would be interested to hear some of his comments from there um, about that tirade. And I think he even said, listen, it's, we're in a foxhole. It's the military. It's like when I go play football, I, I go off on a military leave again. Yeah. I'm not too crazed about that. And yeah. That um, hopefully I, I haven't, I think actually I read the injury report. He'll have almost all his weapons solid next week other Back, than yeah. one. Um, one of their offensive linemen, so I, I think they'll be better. Um, but I, he just, again, doesn't look like he's having fun. And when you're not having fun, then it becomes a job. And when it becomes a job and you're 45, ish. Yeah, tough. But Vegeta knows all about that. Yeah. When the job becomes yeah, a job at 45, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm being under center, yeah. But, I mean, listen, uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the tirade, right? Yeah, probably yeah, he went off a bit because of Giselle or whatever. But look, uh, just look at it this way, though. I mean, Tom Brady is not a mobile quarterback. If you get guys like Allen and Hurts, they're rushing about 200 yards. Brady is doing about negative yards rushing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, he, yeah. Gets sacked, he gets sacked as much as they do. So yeah. it's not a quarterback fault on the sacking, whereas the others are. So it's all on the O-line, you know. And he's still getting his passes through. He's still getting his touchdowns. So, you know, I mean, he, yeah. he, maybe he has a right to be peed off. But, you know, great on the Pittsburgh defense without those guys. They brought a four-man rush and shut him down. That pocket was collapsing all day long. Yeah, yeah. So good on Pittsburgh. So I, we, we've talked about the NFC now. I mean... Our, our Green Bay Packers preseason pick doesn't look good, but the pick that looks really good is is on the other side, on the AFC, the Buffalo Bills beating Kansas City. I mean, that was quite a show. Uh, not the kind of uh, shootout that we expected with a high number of points, but 24-20. Shootout nonetheless. Yeah, it was still a shootout in, in its own right. Uh, uh, coach Josh Allen, I mean, quarterback. Quarterback play doesn't get better than this. You had Mahomes on one side, you had Josh Allen on the other side, but it, I think the Bills is the most complete team that we've seen so far in the in the AFC. What are your thoughts? Oh, AFC. Yes, yes, please, yes AFC. please give me some more. Right, I I love that matchup. I love I love Mahomes. I love what Andy Reid does with their offense. Even though I'm a defensive guy, um, I love how they also do kind of what Philly does in um, using the RPO with him. And I don't think there are very many cornerbacks want to want to take on Josh Allen at 6'5", 250 um, at that speed. It's not like he's Roethlisberger running, rambling down. He, he's coming at you. Um, yeah. And if you go low, he'll hurdle over you. Um, he, he's just – he's really in his, in his groove. They're doing a good job play calling. They run it enough when they need to. They RPO enough when they need to. But don't take anything away from Kansas City. They made a few – Interesting play calls toward the end of the game, yeah. um, about midway through the fourth quarter, that you might go back and scratch your head a bit. Um, but what a great game. It wasn't the shootout I predicted in big scoring, but it right. was quite a bit of back and forth. It was 0-0 and then 3-0 and then 3-3 and then 10-10 and 17-17, all the way up to the, the final, that last field goal that they decided to do when Butker kicked it from forever. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he's on it, isn't he? Um, probably the best team in the AFC. Um, yeah. Debatable if they're the best team in the NFL. They're not undefeated. Um, yeah. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Now, Yujita, 33% of the season is over. If you had to pick your MVP so far, who, who would that be? Well, I mean, it, honestly, it's between Allen and Hurts. Yeah. I mean, look, last year we had uh, several guys. We had Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, and we had a bunch of guys. But now I think these two, probably with Mahomes as well, is kind of separating from, from, the, from the rest. Uh, I mean, you got the run game. They have their own run game going. They got the pass. I think where Hurts is much better is he's able to get those touchdowns because he's got more. I think he's got about yeah. six rushing touchdowns for the season. Um, um, so I think both of them, Cooper Cup is, I think, is still in the mix as a non-QB because um, he, he's the only one who's making any difference in the Rams right. at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, look, it's between Allen and Hurts. I think Allen is a little bit higher on Hurts, but that's what it is. Allen, Hurts, Bills, Eagles as the, as the best team so far. Coach, do, do you not agree? say Super Bowl. Do not say. I will not say Super Bowl. I will not say it. So I think Philly has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's no stopping you. I can stop you. I can stop Pod Boy. Um, I can't stop you. I, I would. I would. I would virtually put them at a tie uh, at the top. If 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 I'm really voting today, even though I'm not obviously not a voter, um, I th- I don't think you can take away from Mahomes either. Yeah. Um, it's not like he's been bad, so to speak. Right. No. They've played well. He's played well. Um, I, I like what he's done. Um, defense, you know, Micah Parsons, other than schemed out of the game, he's still having a monster season. Um, right. So we'll see. Uh, my, my MVP, if I pick today, I'd, I'd tie it up. I'd say Hurts, um, Allen as a tie. Wow. Okay. Okay. So um, you, what about you? Yeah. Uh, for me, I agree. Skip. I agree. Can't I can't. Skip. I don't know. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, no, I, th- I think I agree. Josh Allen and Hurts. I would give it to Allen at the moment. I think he's he's on top. Uh, I like the Bills more as a more complete team. Uh, the NFC is a bit weaker than the AFC, so uh, I think the Eagles will still get a couple more tests this year and we'll really find out. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Over-unders for your team so far? So, Ujita, you're at 6-0. and Where do you see yourself finishing the uh, the season? Hey, I told you, man, on paper, it's 17-0. and 0. I don't see any contenders wow. coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty easy schedule, even before the season yeah. began. Yeah. But I see a leg egg here and there, so um, it, it could be 14-3, 13-4. Be safe, yeah. All right, coach. I'm more NFC seed, yeah. I'm still hoping for four wins. Um, I, I looked at our some- schedule again after we made the decisions on what we Stretch your hair's head with that. Um, yeah. I, I'm hoping for four wins. I see better quarterback play than before. Um, we've got a pretty good rookie running back, and our offensive line is built uh, around running the ball, not passing the ball. Um, we still don't have enough marquee offense to do much, but looking, I can see us winning four games, so I'll go 4-12-1. and one. Houston, 4-12-1. and one. Okay. All right. The Panthers, I, I don't even mind at this point. One and 16 will be okay with me. Like, well, how many games have we won so far? Two or one? I, I don't even know. Uh, but one. one. All right. Yeah. One and 16 <laughs> is all right. But, you know, it, 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 
I feel it. it's typical of the Panthers to just do well enough now between now and the end of the season to miss out on the number one pick and get the number two. <laughs> it will be typical Panthers if that happens. But yeah, I mean, it's a uh, season over right now. Uh, we've lost McCaffrey. So yeah. Um, before I move over to the pick six, there's one story that with all of these great headlines, we've had these matchups and these transfers and trades and all of that. It's not getting as much attention as it should. Um, I don't know. Dan Schneider, right? The owner of the Commanders. There's a lot of heat under him. Jim Ursay has come out and said that there is merit to, to remove him. This looks like it's going to get nasty. I don't think that Jim Ursay is not one of the most influential owners, but you know, you can get the owners get together now and there could be some kind of legal battle to kick him out. Um, I mean, this is a guy that had, you know, sexual misconduct allegations, uh, uh, rumors of him overseeing an organization that is rampant with sexual harassment, financial improprieties. Uh, how do you see this developing over time, uh, Coach, between now and the end of the season? You know, this is when we need Simon or uh, Mr. Justice as a guest, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, ever-present Washington commanders. There we go. Yeah. I had to think my way through that so I don't get sued for slander. Um I find it terrible. Okay. I, one of the statements they said after Ursay was, you know, give, give Washington credit. They, they've, we've really improved in this area. Really? Okay. Wow. Great. That, that's a great statement. Okay. <laughs> not, not denying it, not coming out. How long, how dare you? Hey, wait a minute. We've improved from this. That's admitting that you had a problem before. And it's yes. a black and white topic. To say that we're a lighter shader of gray now does yes. not really yes. <laughs> fix it, you know? Right. Uh, you've already been fined $10 million. Um, You couldn't do anything with your um, Washington Stadium for a whole year, right? So I just find it, I find it utterly disgusting. Dis disgusting. Especially being the father of two daughters. Yep. Absolutely disgusting on what they're doing. And he's never going to sell the team. They're going to have to make him. He's never going to do it yeah. voluntarily. He can't get a stadium built because they're not going to pass the, the the debt ceiling for him to build half yep. of it on his own. None of the governments are going to get in business with him, especially he's still being investigated to a certain extent by the United States government. So I would like to see him not an owner anymore. I feel yep. a little bit like Ursay. Um, I found it interesting that I read a story this morning as we were before the podcast prepping and the entire time Ursay was talking, there was an NFL press spokesman standing oh, yeah. beside him. And ah. not one time did that person try to interrupt him, try to say, all right, that's all the questions we have. Thank you right. very much. He just kind of stood in the back and crossed his arms and had a little bit of a smirk on his face. Yeah. Almost like, all right, somebody has sent him out here to start the process. Yeah. There's a little back, back room. Um, stuff going on and he's he's going to be our front guy and he would be one of the ones that could get away with it there were some other issues i don't think it was around washington um something happened at the owners meeting with Kraft and jerry jones so oh really um, okay i didn't about hear about paying, that that was about paying roger goodell more money oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, okay and well jones, he's getting like voted, about 40 million a year now they, well they voted 31 to 1 jerry jones was the one that went uh hold on uh -oh. let's <laughs> Come on, 41 million. What do you want more than that? Well, right? he's got but, the most valuable franchise of all of them, and he's the one that said, Hey, now, yeah. right? But, so, but, anyway, I, I find it interesting, I find it disgusting. 
Um, I would I would not be surprised for him to be forced to sell or turn over 100% to his wife or something well, like that. Well, yeah. the thing is, Jim Mercer needs, I think, what, 23 more like him to be able to get Snyder out. So, I wonder if there was enough, though. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, but they sure came together for, to force the Panthers yeah, but, uh, owner but, to sell, right? They did, uh, yes. Yeah, but did he have dirt on the rest of the NFL? And that, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the issue. Yeah. They do not want a domino effect of, you know, these employees of other teams right. uh, kind of whistleblowing all yeah. over the place. And, the nuclear you know, effect, man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll all see right. what happens. Even, what was it? it was Dallas that had the guy that had worked for the group for like 35 years, but all of a sudden up and retired. And as it turned out, was it Rich Darrymple? Turned yeah. out he was sneaking into the cheerleader's Locker room oh, dressing room. Fantastic. That was kind of swept <laughs> under the rug, right? So, Where's that reality TV show, huh? Everybody, everybody has a certain amount of skeleton. Iro- ironically, that will also be called hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> under center, baby. Under center. Under center. <laughs> under c- hard knocks under center. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. And, and give us a call. Sack, We've got ideas. Hopefully your sack stays okay. Your sack, sack pocket stays okay. Roger, baby. Call me. All right, uh, let's move over to the pick six. Uh, last week was an interesting one. Coach, you can see here you got two out of six. Ooh. You kind of shut yourself in the foot there by having a push. It's very difficult yeah. to get it exactly right. Um, I got three out of six, all beat the expert that kind of bailed me out. But Yujita, man, almost a perfect record. It was my Panthers that kind Thanks of ruined your, your Panthers. Yeah. Dang him. But it's a commanding so lead now for you, Yujita. You are leading the series 24 to 29. All right. I do what I can when I'm told. Let's see. Things are working out for you so far this year. Uh, all right. Let's uh, have a look at game number one. The New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coach, what are the odds? Surprisingly at the moment, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the favorite at minus three over under a 42. See, I, I, I'm not as surprised, right? I, I think a lot of people have bought into the to the Giants 5-1 and one record right now. Things kind of steered their way uh, throughout. So they've, they've been, a, I wouldn't say lucky, but they've coming to get, they're coming together good as a team. But the Jags have actually shown some really good signs in these games. Yeah, they've laid an egg here or there, but that's that's the Jags being the Jags, right? So I'm, I'm seeing this as a low-scoring game. I buy into what Vegas is giving us. I'm going to go 14-10. Jags cover and the under. Yujita. Uh, you know what? It pains me to say this, but Giants, they, their strength is on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> Dable, Martindale, and Kafka. I mean, uh, honestly, they're doing a great job out there. Yeah. And, and just like the Jets, these guys are a full full game team. They've, they've outscored, uh, I think I saw the numbers there, was 74 to 32 yeah. in the second half. That's what they've done with teams. And yeah, I, I like what's and I like their momentum, and I think it's gonna keep going. The Jags, you know, they're they're not great on the on the pass rush defense, and I think Giants have looked good. So mm-hmm. I I think I'm gonna go with the Giants. It hurts me, but I'm gonna go with the Giants, and I'm gonna keep it over 27 yeah. 20. All right, for the game. Yeah, New York is coming alive, or New Jersey, uh, more like a coach. What New is what, what is your take on this? All right, I'm going to go to the Giants here. I think they'll cover that three and then also probably win outright. Um, and then I like the under as well. I just can't see this being high scoring. Um, Martindale, 
he's really kind of coming to his own with that defense. Uh, he loves using his safeties, and he's got one in um, the Giants where he moves him around, blitzes him off corners, switches him in a corner blitz where he does a quick, what do we call that, a pistol flip, yep. um, where the pistol comes off the corner blitz and he drops him to a safety cover on the corner or the stick. Um, man, they did that so good last week. My goodness. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I mean, there, so were some, good. Yes. there were some blocking schemes that happened on the line, which Jackson was completely confused on what to do yeah. on those. Yeah, really, that was brilliant. Really good job. Um, so I, I, I'll take I'll take the Giants. I think they'll cover and win outright, and the under. And the under. All right, excellent. It's an all New York affair because we'll go over to game number two, uh, the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. Um, you're you're really looking for snooze fest here because so far the Broncos, whatever game they played, has been incredibly boring. Boring, coach. What are what are the odds for this one? So at the moment, the Broncos are favored. Like another surprise. So I'm kind yeah. of trying to pick surprises here. I can't believe the Broncos are favored in this one, minus 1.5 and 39.5 over under. Okay. Uh, Yujita, you get us started with this one because <laughs> I might just pick the opposite pick to you. It's, it's a tough one. All right. I'm, uh, this, which Wilson comes clutch in this game? Ah, yes. And Zach yeah, Wilson, Russell like Wilson. It. Yeah, I've got them. I've got a bag of them. Um, yeah, but I, again, just like the Giants, I'm going to keep on the, uh, the, the Jets keep surging. Um, Denver, I don't think they, got, they can protect Wilson too good. And we saw what uh, Jets did with Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to be more of it. So, yeah, uh, and then they're going to keep Denver playing all game. It's going to be tough. So I, I like, I'll, get, I'll take the Jets win and cover, but I will keep it under, like you say, uh, not too many. What have they scored? They haven't scored more than 20 points in any game. They don't have them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take 20 to 14. Jets 20 to cover to and win. The under. All right. I'm, I'm behind you by five points. So, uh, I need to make up some ground. 28-16 um, to Denver for no particular reason. I'm just going to go for the opposite pick. Denver and the over. Hopefully, I can gain some ground on you. Um no faith in either team, really. Coach, what do you got? <laughs> um, I like the Jets in this one. I, I'm, I'm a buyer on their head coach. I'm not a buyer. And even though I picked Denver and Russell Wilson earlier in the season, um, I just don't think they've got it figured out now um, or yet. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's fallen off a cliff. That has you feel that the coaching, coaching quarterback relationship there oh. is lacking quite a bit. There, there needs to be a change somehow. So that this is one where I think they do need to simplify it a bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, some of the looks that I've seen from them, it's it's almost a five look progression. Um, which, if you've been running that offense for a long time, that comes easy, right? And even if you've got like a a two high scissor look, right, and you've got to wait long enough for the crossing to come, and he doesn't have time to wait long enough, or is not patient enough yet or is not confident enough yet in the call, which happens sometimes. Uh, that's what I'm seeing. So I agree with you. I think it's a coaching thing. It'll come. Um, yeah. I've got, he's a pretty decent, or he's a good quarterback. <clears throat> and I think Hackett is a good offensive mind. So I'll go with the Jets here. And I just can't see either of these teams scoring high ever. Um, so I'll go under. Yep. All right. Uh, double point opportunities <laughs> for me. I'm not going to hold my breath, though. I'm just really doing it for the points at this point. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, game number three, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphin. Pickett makes it back to the Pickums. Uh, coach, what are the odds there? Pickett makes it. Boy, you've got them going. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I made the mistake for Pickett a whole episode. I have to correct it. George Pickens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one surprised me as well. Another surprise, which is why I put it in. Um, should have the maybe a little bit of the Tua effect. Yeah. The Dolphins are minus seven as a favorite with an over-under surprisingly high of 45. I don't know. I, I, for me, I, I'm picking Pittsburgh to win this outright. So I, it was a bit kind of surprising for me. I think Tua's coming back. It will take probably a game or two for him to get his 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 rhythm back. Uh, yes, they have Tyreek Hill and all that, but I think Pittsburgh have caught lightning in a bottle last week with uh, uh, against the Buccaneers. I think they feed off that. They've got the coach to to really maximize that kind of momentum. Um, I've got it 23 to 16 Pittsburgh. Uh, so Pittsburgh and the under for me, Yujita. Yeah, initially I was going to go with Pittsburgh, but with Tour coming back and Waddle and Hill, they've been silent for a couple of weeks, but last week both of them combined had some over 300 yards and yeah. about 30 targets. So is, is are they getting ready for Tour to come back? So um, based on that, I'm going to change my mind here and I'm actually going to go for Miami to win this game and minus, and cover and minus seven. All right, cool. Um, yeah, over under. Gonna cover and uh, I don't really have a score in mind, but I think I'll keep it under the forty-five. All right, because I think a defense battle will come through as well. Okay, there it is, coach. So at the moment, I don't think um, Pickett has cleared concussion protocol, so it could be Trubisky under center. Um, which is why I'm going to go the under and the Dolphins to cover. I just, I don't, I'm like Mark. I don't have enough faith. More in points for you. I uh, <laughs> hey, don't him. have oh, enough oh, faith oh. in them. So Balls I'll go really and under 45. Okay. 142 rating the other night. For Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah. 142, 142. rating. Nine of 12. He had nothing to lose. He used he used his whole season tally up in one game. So. There it is. <laughs> a, a 142 rating on 12 passes. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that, my dad is a little skewed. We don't need the tiebreaker again, but uh, if we go back to Trubisky's former team, Chicago at New England. Uh, where do you see that, Coach? Yeah, so at the moment, New England favored by eight. They're minus eight. Uh, Over-unders 40. Um, I want to believe in Chicago. I still think they're making headway on their offense. I think they're good putting their quarterback in good positions. Right. He's still making some of those very young second year in the league um, question mark throws. Right. Uh, but he might could get away with, you know, when you're 20 or 19, um, you can't do that in the NFL. And New England's kind of coming into their own. Um, as it looks at the moment, Mac Jones is going to return. I think it's a Monday night game. Yeah. I'm um, going to return on Monday night. So, I like New England to cover this one, unfortunately. Um, but I do like the under. I think the Chicago defense is playing better. All right. Yujita? Yeah, you're right. I saw this stat the other day. They've intercepted more than TDs a lot. Eddie Jackson and the other guy, uh, Kindle Vildor. Yeah, they've been shutting things down. But uh, still, I've got no faith in their offense. He keeps getting sacked. So... And you know, and I gotta say, earlier on in the season, I did, uh, I had some issues over New England's coaching. Um, I think I'm gonna have to 
Yeah, take well. Bring back. that back a little bit because I like I like what's happening there now, especially with Bailey Zappi. I think yeah. they've done good on the run game and the uh, run play options and stuff. So yeah, but New England's got this. I'm afraid still, and uh, maybe a little bit over forty. So there it is. All right, all right. There we go. I've got Chicago covering just uh, over and Chicago covering. I- I'm going to stop predicting that they score thirty points because this clearly not going <laughs> to happen. Did you stop that last week? No, oh, no, I think you I, went 30 last week. I went yeah, 30 or 31. Yeah. All right, fine. 29, 27 to New England. Oh, All right, let's go. There <laughs> we go. Let's, 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 let's drag it back into the 20s. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why yeah. not? More sane, Matt. You're more sane. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been a great episode. For everybody watching, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, and share. This has been Sports Unhinged. Until next week, we'll see you guys. Well, Have a good guys. day. Bye-bye. Have a good week.